I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. I love it. Don't be an idiot. (laughs) So today on That Other F Word, the podcast about feminism um, and all things wonderful, (laughs) we're talking about toxic positivity. Um, and we're doing it. It's actually another Mitch recommendation. Um, he's peeing right now. He'll be back in a second. <laughs> um, but I would say we've taken a while of this one because this was like a year ago. There is this influencer, author, speaker named Rachel Hollis who really got me worked up. And I was like, we need to talk about this on the podcast. And she was like, I feel like it's been so long ago. Can you remind me what this, what her nonsense was about? I mean, she got me real worked up and now I can barely remember. I feel like she like shared a quote by Harriet Tubman or oh. someone and like didn't, what did you, well, hold Had on. Had no context behind it. Like, Basically, I was real riled up about this woman. I mean, we get, we get pretty rowdy here pretty often. So I'm, I'm constantly having to be reminded what got us rowdy on what day and which of us it was. Um, and was it in person or through our group chat that she compared herself to Harriet? Oh, Tubman. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. In a deleted, now deleted TikTok post. Oh, God. She Harriet was basically Tubman. talking about how awesome she was and how she didn't care what this other person thought of her because she was, she, I think it was basically like, do you think Harriet Tubman cared what people thought about her? Anyway, um, it got me real worked up. And yes, she, and this was a Mitch topic before that. Like, no, Mitch, not. Mitch, what Mitch said was, yeah, we should do a podcast about that and about toxic positivity. And I have needed mm. all of this time to simmer down. <laughs> to Forget just do, it a little to bit. To just do toxic positivity. To just talk about it. Okay. I don't even remember suggesting of the, course you don't. the first part. But I do, like, I, toxic positivity is, as a... We talk on it a lot. You don't, you don't like it? Mm, no. <laughs> so. I don't. Why? What? How would you all define toxic positivity before I read an actual definition? I don't know. Listen, that's where I'm at. I don't want to get into this because I feel like there are multiple levels to this, right? And I know that. I feel. There probably are. Deep, and, no, I know there are. That, yeah. Like I can name like three different types of toxic positivity, like right off the top of my head. Let's go for it. Here, you've it. got the people that when you that are just always so kind and so nice, and anytime you're like, "Yo, this is messed up," they're like, "Well, I'm sure there's a reason for it, and let's <laughs> let's see if we let's give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm sure they didn't mean it like that, and." You know, just that very naive, oblivious positivity of everything is rainbow and sunshines. And I don't care that I've been here for 14 hours today. I'll gladly do another task. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Mr. Man, for my paycheck. There's those people. (laughs) And then there is the, uh, and I'm going to speak from a male perspective here, but I know for a fact that there are the female versions of this, but the person sitting in their truck or at the gym going, you can do it. You can get up and get out there. You got to stop sitting on your ass fat. So and get out there and do this and you can be like me and ripped and get, just got to grab life by the horns, motherfucker and go out there and do some steroids and do some lifting. Rachel Hollis would be the female equivalent 
of that. Okay. And it's like it's like the hustle culture. Like yeah, rise and grind, buddy. Yeah, you gotta yeah. get up and get out and get some. I rise work and hard. Grind. It's that busy is a virtue. Now I remember. Like we talked about. Now I remember yeah. it. Now you remember that. Now right. I remember. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's that, and then the third is just the. I don't know how to handle my feelings. So I'm always going to be happy because I don't want people to get mad at me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And I feel like there might be a fourth of the manipulative ones that aren't really that positive, but they know that mm-hmm. if everybody likes them and they're nice, then they have an it easier way stuff. of manipulating people sure. in the back end. I can see that. Katrina, you have any... Mine is, I think, more of kind of the first one Mitch said, where it's like, oh, no, but everything is going to be okay. Like, you know, just, you know, put your chin up and, like, we'll get through this. A step above optimism. It's, yeah, it's like that. Yes, it is like a step above optimism. Good. I have nothing to add to that. Perfect. So, and and the you source... You just tell me what you want to say, and I'll say it for you from I now like on. That. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> I know everybody would like that better, especially you. Yeah, the, uh, where, where I got all this, of course, is in the show notes. So, toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult the situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. While there are benefits to being optimistic and engaging in positive thinking, toxic positivity rejects all difficult emotions in favor of a cheerful and often falsely positive facade. That's Don- So, Donnie kind of suffers from this him does it to himself he doesn't think the way he was raised and the people who raised him made him believe that he had to be strong and he could not be emotional and he could not be upset and if he was that it was not okay and it was and so i i mean we just went through this last night and it was a big thing and he he really struggles with it because he thinks he has to always be okay and positive yeah. and happy and, and well, healthy and all of these things. I think that, specifically for Donnie, is... I mean, I'm sure there is toxic positivity in there, but I think that's more toxic masculinity than straight toxic positivity because I, like, I was very much the same way. Like, when my grandparents passed away, like my grandfathers, I didn't feel like I could cry in front of my mom and sisters and grandmothers because I had to be strong mm. and let them do what they needed to do and then I could deal with it in person. But that was not because I needed to remain positive. It was because no. I needed to be the Donnie man. Donnie specifically and the, so. has to be cheery. Yes, I will say yes. But I, was I he general, always cheery? Like, yes. it, like it was like you yes. have to be happy. Because, That's his job. Okay, yes. well, then that is so different. I, I because would, I toxic agree. masculinity, you can still bitch about everything. No. Except no. stuff that you can actually control. No, so I would <laughs> agree with you in general, but not with Donnie specifically. Sure. And so because... It and, could also and, be a lovely little combination and, and it is a little For bit. For sure. And it's a culture, a little bit of culture, a little bit of, you know, a lot of things. But, like, Rin knows him really well. Like, I mean, you know him, Mitch, but Rin knows him really, really well and has seen it. And, yeah. And, and knows, like, it's like, so no matter what is happening... He has to be happy. He has to be the cheerful one. He, ha- you know, that is things need to be okay. Things okay. need to be okay, and it's not okay to be not okay. Is and I'm I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. I'm asking because of course, you know, I, I I bounce between trying to be positive and 
there's the thing are you a uh, are you an optimist or a pessimist and i'm a realist which i <laughs> i don't know if i <laughs> i don't know if i really buy yeah. that or not yeah, yeah, but sure. i often feel that way it's like i'm not trying to be negative i just want to make sure that we have examined all of the things that could prevent us from accomplishing this goal so that we know how to address like that's project manager in me so i, I guess it's kind of pessimism built into my personality but the goal is the same. Like, I want to do this. I just want to make sure that we can do it right. I guess my question is, does that affect his soul? Like, oh. or is he just so oblivious no. to it that he doesn't realize he's doing it? No. Or does it, like, does it eat at him where it he's just like, man, I, I just want to complain? So, Or does he have an outlet to do that? Or, do, or are you just, I guess that's what I'm asking. Has he made mention, this eats me alive, this eats my soul, or is it you're just assuming because you're like, nobody can fucking be this oh, positive no, 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 and I'm no. married to the motherfucker. It, he has said, I can't be upset. I have to be okay and I have to be happy and I have to be, this has to be okay. Like he has said those words. So it is okay. It it is eating at his soul to sure. be that way. I, I was very curious. Sometimes it is. He's just, he also is. By the way, just a very happy person. Sure. And, and when yes. he's and not, that makes him sad. And I think that was where my question was coming from is like, I know yeah. people that I'm like, no, this person really They're genuinely is this happy and positive. Yes. Like, well, but even I've seen you have, you've had conflict with other people and he can't stand it. Like he doesn't, right. he doesn't want things to not be okay for him, for, for you. Me, for he anyone. needs things to be okay. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I really, and when I was researching this, I think about this mostly as people imposing this on others, but yeah, it really can be internally a rough thing to it's do to very, yourself. Yes. Um, so some examples that I came across aside from that, um, insisting on looking on the bright side after something happens, um, the whole everything happens for a reason, saying that to people. When oh something, my God. Yeah. Also, happiness is a choice. Telling sure. people that, which, by the way, I mostly agree with, but, but it's, it's really not helpful to inflict that on other I people. I don't no. think that is a choice. I, I, well, <laughs> yeah, I think, no, to, I think, only to a certain extent. Right. I mean, I think some people are chemically, they need help. That's what right. I, I was I mean, about to there, say. That's like, why there's a lot of medications out there to help us. I mean, listen, that. nobody I mean, knows that better than uh, your friend on Lexapro over here. Right. But the choice to take Lexapro. The choice. Sure. But even that, you but have like, to have access to right. medical care. But then, sure. I mean, when I think of that, though, I don't think of that. Like, I think of not a medical intervention. But I think of truly, like, happiness being a choice. Like, being... No, there are there are yes, I, there I mean, are boundaries beyond which it's just really not. That's right. Um, but I mean, so here's yeah, here's why it's a problem. So um, part of part of the reason why inflicting your toxically positive attitude on people is an issue is um, it's dismissive and it ignores and invalidates any difficulty or trauma that people are going through. I know I've had friends who have talked to me about like you know people who have gone through like miscarriages and stuff and people right. the way people respond to women who have gone through miscarriages is shocking yeah um the way people respond to, to anything that's not their anything <laughs> but no miscarriages specifically though and i have to imagine that the responses include well that's what must have been, been in god's yeah. plan yeah and shit like that and it's like well fuck him right if that's his plan fuck him right you know i mean that like and i 
I'm not saying that, but like that's the reaction that you should expect when you say some shit like that. The correct response is, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's right. I'm so sorry my, that happened. That's it. My condolence. If you don't want to say you're sorry, say my condolences. Just right. anything other than anything else. Don't make them try to feel happy. <laughs> Nothing else. Right. right. I think it's like it's basically saying whatever emotions you're having aren't okay. Um, and that's yes, and so some, no, and then Donnie does that internally to himself. To the flip yeah. side of that, it says that or the emotions that you're having are making me uncomfortable. Right. That's right. That's and what it is. I need you to get it together, yes. so that I can feel normal. I think that's a huge. I think that Mitch is a great point, and I yeah, do absolutely. think a lot of this comes from I'm not comfortable with your grief, so I'm gonna like kind of minimize it by trying to make sure. you kind of like snap out of it, so I don't have to deal with sure. it or be around it. I totally yeah. agree with that. So obviously another problem that we've, we've kind of touched on is um, it kind of requires you to be oblivious to pri- privilege and other people's suffering sure. and what reality is for a lot of people that aren't you. Um, it's also shaming of other people. Um, when you're telling them, oh sure, like what they shouldn't isn't be cool. a certain way. Yeah. Well, that's I, isn't that a problem in general when you tell somebody how they should or shouldn't feel? Yes. Yeah. Like, but we are, and I uh, totally go back to that. What Mitch said, it's because grief is the one that makes us the most uncomfortable. It's the one that we Ugh, yeah. like deal. We try to fix mo- most, right? But yes, telling anybody how they should feel is a problem in and of itself, no matter what. I also think um, so. When we do this. We we are avoiding real emotion. Yes. Um, and it's I don't escapism. Know, mm-hmm. You know, I talk about Glennon Doyle a lot because I love her so much. Mm-hmm. But she always talks about how it's our it's not our job to feel happy. It's our job to feel everything. Agreed. Because life just throws everything at you, and if you live, you it, can't avoid it. No, you're gonna get it. So you might as well just. Well, deal with it and in fact you know what something i talk to shane about a lot because he like has some helicopter parent tendencies he's mm-hmm. like i just want to prevent any pain or any suffering but it's those things like working through pain and suffering and all of this that's actually what makes a good person that's how we evolve it's how we learn and right. to put your kid in a bubble like that teaches privilege but it's like, everything we then, d- yeah yeah i mean like you can say no to a kid so many times, but until he grabs that stove when you're not around, right. like, he's not going to understand heat. Sure. Right. Right. So, and I'm I'm not saying just go put your kid's hand on the stove next time. Right. But like, re- trying to be positive does not solve problems. It it's basically drugs. It's taking drugs to get through something and not think about it. Well, it's not that there's no place for positive thinking. No, it's not that at all. It's just that it doesn't have to encompass every single thing. It's, it, it's not something to shellac over. Right. Right. What's right. It's a bandaid is what it is. Pretending to be happy and not dealing with whatever it is you're dealing with isn't right. Produ- it's never going to make you a productive human. Well, and again, I'm going to talk about project management in this because I, I think it, like, I didn't realize it until I became a project manager mm-hmm. uh, that I, I, I'm good at it. Like I'm born to do it because I am very analytical and it's not that I want to analyze and find problems and I want it to fail. It's that I want this to succeed. And so I'm going to put forth the time and effort into figuring out what things are going to go wrong and try to, come up with a plan to address those right 
Whereas I sit in a meeting, and this is my intention, right? That's my intention. I sit in a meeting, it's like, oh, yeah, we can get this done in a month. I'm like, no, you, the fuck you can. <laughs> like, I listen, mm-hmm. you can't. And I'm not being negative. I'm telling you that what mm-hmm. you have really just requested is going to be a disaster because of this, 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 and this. This is from history that I have documentation to show. I'm not being negative. I like your project. I want to see it come to fruition. But your timeline unreasonable yeah Uh, you know i think that we if we just do it you know if we just all put our heads down i'm like we can't we can't all put our heads down because this person this person and that person over there are all working on other projects right Right now now. so they can't do well you know and i'm like no it's wildly counterproductive it it is so counterproductive and it is again you're just you're putting on these blinders and you're just going about everything like it's it's fine but you're not realizing you're it's the big picture scenario, yeah. right? Like so many times working in a corporate environment, you hear the people that don't do the work yes. say, well, I think we just got to look at the big picture here. And that's when I raise my hand. I go, um, uh, I just want to point out, I love big pictures. They're made with lots and lots of tiny paintbrushes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. We have to figure out how it's going to work because we can't have the people using the black paint brushes working at the same time as the people using the yellow ones. Mm -hmm. It's going to get all messy. It's going to get fucked up. Which is exactly what happens to our emotions when we don't deal with them appropriately. Absolutely, and I, I like that. Thank you for bringing us back. But like, <laughs> and this is your lessons on project management from <laughs> Professor Mitch Wheeler, PMP. I thought we made you a doctor last episode. Um, okay. A doctor adjacent. <laughs> um, but no, I, you're you're absolutely right, and that's what frustrates me so much about this is you get off your fat ass, go out there and lose weight. Stop acting like you got some disease that did. And it's like, no, this person literally has a disease their doctor told them they can't exercise because there's so much weight that their knees are going to snap (laughs) under them like you're just acting like everybody has this specific ideal set of circumstances it's it's the tools even to do it you're right sure i mean like i may have i may have or i may have the tools but i don't know how to use them sure and wow did you see how ripped an assumption uh camille uh nanjiani got for this role in a movie? He's a movie star. <laughs> do you know how much he paid, paid for those trainers? Neither does he. Right. Yeah. He got like, paid to do that. That's his job. Right. right. <laughs> but you saying, God, you just got to get up and seize the day. Well, I got to get my kids up first. Then I got to do this. Then I got to go to work. Then I got to pick the kids up, go home, clean. It, again, it, like when you go down that positivity hole, you are ignoring everything other than your privilege and and your ability to do the things that you're preaching about. Well, it's also projecting a lot of yours onto somebody else, and that's just really not... Everybody's circumstance and situation are totally different. Our resources are different. Everything is different. And so to make Absolutely. what I believe... You know, so... It's Stop eating all that fake shit. You gotta go organic and you gotta go vegan. I can't fucking afford that shit. Right. Well, I can tell you, so, like, there's one thing my mom always talks about, like, um, my brother and I have a really good relationship, and um, most, like, she doesn't have a relationship with her sister at all. My father doesn't have a relationship with any of his siblings and everything. And then she goes to me the other day, you know, it occurred to me that you never get shitty about people's shitty relationships with their siblings. 
you never tell them they should be better or whatever. And I'm like, no, because it's not just because I have a good relationship doesn't right. mean someone else should or needs to or whatever. And so it's I think of it the same kind of way. Just because I'm happy or positive or whatever doesn't mean that's the tool you need right now. Right. Or that's whatever you need to hear. Or that right that would now. be good for someone else. Right. You don't Just have to do it. Mine, yeah. Doesn't mean it's yours and any of the. And so, and this is, w- and, but this hap- this one is the one I think that does get done to other people more. Yeah. Right. So if you're wondering how to avoid this shit, um, <laughs> three tips. So develop the, it's okay to not be okay attitude and definitely extend that grace to other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, manage your negative emotions without denying them. And focus on listening and showing support to others instead of feeling like you have to, like, say shit to make it better. I I had to learn a long time ago because I am a problem solver. Like, I as, yeah. as a kid, I did brain teasers constantly. Uh, I, I just love solving problems. It's, again, it's project management. I, like, I'm sorry. This, it's weird how <laughs> there's so many parallels here. But it's like, that's what I like to do. Like, give me a problem. Like, I hope this project goes wrong so I get to fix it. Right? So Give you a problem, yo, you'll solve it. Check out the hook while your DJ revolves it. Correct. Yes, um, so, you know, if I'm down on A1A Detroit Avenue and I'm I'm dating Beach somebody. Huh? I think it's A1A Beachfront Avenue. Whatever. It sounds like Detroit. I'm, but it's it from where like, I'm from. But it so. sounds like Detroit Avenue. Why it's wouldn't fine. they have a Detroit <laughs> Avenue? I've, I've been on that road. This is a whole different episode. <laughs> Mitch and Katrina argue about the lines to music. <laughs> which, you know what? I made my own. And I like it. You know, Mitch. it is I what like it is. It I is like what the, it is. I like the Mitch Wheeler. Um, and we're back. Go. So, is <laughs> uh, dating a girl, and anytime she's feeling bad or anxious or whatever, it's like, okay, what do I need to do? Tell yeah. me how to fix it. What can I do? How do I help? What, what can I do? Right. And finally, when she goes, nothing. Oh, sometimes I just want to feel bad. Yep. Sometimes I just need to feel bad. Yep. I I just need to feel. I, I like you yep. can't fix it. Like right. there's nothing you can do and I don't want you to try. Yeah. Just I just need to feel. And I was like, "Oh, that makes so much I do too." I have yeah. the same tint. Like, yeah, because you wouldn't like it no, if it was done back. No, but right? I, I'm but very, I, I'm very much the uh, toxic masculinity. Uh, well, no, uh, but no, no, no. You but uh, no, if it. I don't yeah. feel good, I don't want anybody around me. Yeah. Like I'm gonna sit here, yeah. I'm gonna feel miserable by myself, yeah, sure. and I'm gonna deal with it on my own. Like, well, you need anything? No, please don't bring me anything. Yeah, I have away. to suffer. I this is to- my suffering. Right. It is my burden. Um, I will tell you that Donnie tried to do this. It's funny that when this came up, this just happened like this week. I said something. He's like, oh, no, don't like say that, whatever. And I'm like, "Um, I'm going to say it because I feel it. And that's okay." Like, and he was like, you're right. And he never like because he, you know, he doesn't like he's like, don't say that. That person's your friend. I'm like, and that person pissed me the fuck off today. No, no, that's a good like, that wasn't on Ren's list. I just want to make sure that we all know that, that yeah. Ren had an incomplete list. Uh, <laughs> and Katrina <laughs> contributed to it. So two Thank firsts, uh, Ren but, not having a complete list yeah, he's gotten and Katrina on me about contributing that, like, something before, useful. Because it's like <laughs> you can't feel that way because that person's your friend. I'm like, 
I can still, and <laughs> I am very, I am very comfortable with the situation of like loving somebody and not liking them. Sure. I have simultaneously loved my father with my entire heart and not liked him with my entire heart, my entire life. I know the difference. I was, I was born to know the difference. So I can love you with my whole heart and you can piss me off and I might not want to talk to you right now and I might be very mad at you. That doesn't mean I stopped like loving you or you being my friend. It just means I don't like this right now. I'm uncomfortable with all the eye contact you're making with me right now. (laughs) There's a lot of hand gestures too. Yeah. Well, I couldn't talk without my hands. I mean, fuck. But see, I, I until like, I remember actually you one time, there was something you did that kind of bothered me. And I don't even know that I could put a word on it. And you picked up on it without me even telling you. And you were like, it's okay for you to be annoyed with me. So if That's I know okay. exactly. Here's what's funny. That just came into my head the other day, too. So we were coloring. <laughs> it was Mitch and I were coloring. And you said, you know, I feel uncomfortable when you guys are coloring. I said, just tell us not to fucking color, Rin. You don't like it. I don't and even think it was in that moment. I think it was, it later, was later in the car. It was. And you were like, it makes me uncomfortable when you guys are coloring. And I was like... <laughs> Then one, I won't color and just say it annoys you. Or but we could, we didn't have to color dicks and vaginas. We could have colored something <laughs> no, it like. It was that like you guys we were, were making ju- eye contact with me, and I was podcasting what felt like like alone. Because you know how Rin does not like when we're not fully engaged, which is why I'm talking to you in eye contact. We really need to get her some blinders. Right, like so. Right, so it was. It was. It was really funny. It just came to my head too. Like I don't know. It might have been even this morning. From now where on, where Rin did not want to say to me, "Don't you dare pick up a coloring like, book." I'm irritated with you for doing this. I don't want you to do it anymore. Because she was. You were. I know you were worried about my feelings because, of course, because that's because you're yeah. worried about yours before mine. <laughs> From now on, Rin will be podcasting blindfolded. Rin, Rin cares more about my feelings than her own, so she didn't want to say, you fucking annoyed me. Okay, we can get and the coloring so, book. She's blindfolded. Yeah, we got the coloring book. No, yeah. fuck off. Um, <laughs> but I think for me, even right. having negative feelings towards someone else feels like doing something wrong sometimes. No, no, no. It was like not even that they were negative. It was like, I just don't like this, and I don't know how to deal with it. And so, <laughs> Renez are blindfold on and can't see it is like panicked. I um. But you know, and and so, right? Did you even were you just like annoyed and like annoyed and then feeling bad about being annoyed? Yes. Right, and it's like we fucking annoy each other all the time here. Well, <laughs> and, like, and on is one there of the a last moment where we're not annoyed with each other, and it's like okay, fine. It's an like I feel annoyed and I'm done. Like on on one of the previous the recent episodes i I mentioned uh something that i completely forgot where i was going with um what was i gonna talk about talk about us annoying you (laughs) i think we get to that every episode Mm -hmm. well oh well when i was well i know i said something about like when if i mounted a friend and then donnie said well that person's your friend that had triggered something well yeah yeah it did i mean the whole uh don't say that like and i'm like no i got i'm gonna vent like, well, you're going to talk shit about them behind their... I'm like, I'm not, not talking shit back. about them behind their back. I'm getting this out now so that I can talk to them like a human being the next <laughs> yes. time I see them. Yes. Like, I yes. I still love this person, but this they're was pissed. fucked. Oh, yeah. I, I had mentioned the game I play of, am I an asshole this time? Yeah. Where yes. it's like, I, there are times where I have to stop and validate whether my annoyance and my frustration with something or somebody is valid. Nine times out of ten, I'm like, yeah, I was kind of fucked up. Like, yeah. I, I feel justified in, in what I feel. 
and sometimes it's like, hey, listen, I don't know what I was going through. Like, I apologize. I, I didn't mean to pop off like that. You know, I mean, it's it's having that moment of, do I, should I be positive? Like, why 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 is why are my feelings less important than theirs right now? Right, like, because what, they're uncomfortable with them. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying is like before you feel bad about feeling bad, like <laughs> take take inventory. Like, is it I should feel bad about this? Like this this is fine. But then also say no. This is like have that moment of like okay. Well, well that's what yeah. What Rin felt is absolutely fine. Sure. Her being worried, being you upset are very about annoying. being annoyed. <laughs> And that's when I told, and I told her she was right. Like, and don't be worried about being annoyed. Like, you're annoyed. You're annoyed. Like, well, I think that's the other part of this. Is if if don't you're, protect me, I'll be fine. Like, you know, I don't be annoying if if it bothers you to be <laughs> annoying. Yes, I'm sorry to be annoying uh, to Rin. Not to no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't like you and I. It's like no, no, no. Like, please tell me if I've crossed the line. Like, I would prefer that you tell me that I've said or done something stupid like, yeah. but do so in like a respectful manner you know like i've worked for those bosses that will just chew you out yeah. and throw you straight into a grinder and just treat you like the uh, like a piece of dog shit and i don't work well with those people yeah well. because <laughs> i don't respect Nobody you does because yeah. blah 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 but then i've had the bosses that were like listen this is you did this the other day yeah, and like can't can't mm-hmm. do that. Uh, don't don't please don't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I appreciate you talking to me like a, yeah, a like person. an individual who is and, flawed and, and like <laughs> a tr- approaching me with respect. I think we're off topic. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna bring us back. Yeah. Are you I, ready? We're ready. Yeah. We, did you need to put a button on it? No, no. I just I w- I'm not sure that I'm ready. When you say are you ready, then I start to worry. I just want to also point out, like, but I'm, I'm sure not it's the God's one who will. What, you. Whatever Christ. she says is probably God's will. Okay, <laughs> so, so I positive. wanted to talk about the uh, implications that this gnarly positivity has on feminism. So, I do think that. So, you have mentioned some dude ness, po- toxic positivity. I think when I think about this, I think about like obnoxious white women, like girl bosses. No, I mean literally I think of the Rachel woman who brings you like a bake a banana bread. No, I think that I think both. <laughs> but Rachel Hollis, literally her books are Girl Wash Your Face and Girl Stop Apologizing. Which I, I, I literally even before I knew I didn't enjoy her, I couldn't make myself read because it had girl comma in the title. I was like, please don't refer to don't talk to me like that. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean I get it. The girl stop apologizing, I might could you know girl listen yeah, i think I mean, it's I more don't. it's to show camaraderie yeah that. she's like it's like, come on girls i mean do you it, like no, the it's Shania also a Twain com- song it's also a command oh. i guess yeah yeah I oh it guess. is it's very obviously it is oh, okay no. like i don't know you that way i do think of it as a more it's funny but mostly the men I mean, like I said, like it's Donnie in our family. That's that way. There is apparently and like a, some toxic a masculinity s- tied. And there is a little there. bit. Oh, then, no, I mean, it's that rise and grind culture. But there's, I do there's, think there's it both, is. Yeah. It's both on this both sides. This is a multifaceted terrorist thing. It is. <laughs> like, and awful. it is. It, but it does. It seems like that mom who just has all her shit together, goes to yoga before the kids uh-huh. are up, gets together, 
makes banana breads for the fucking school PTA bake sale, takes her kids to school, then dance, then baseball, and then gets home and then is like, oh my God, God blessed me. Everybody should be happy too. Even though I'm going to go slip my wrist. I'm going to go fucking put my head in an oven. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. No, that's like, exactly. It is that culture of work and do not sit down. And like, don't sit and we're down. Happy about it. Like, get yourself, get yourself a treadmill under your desk so you can keep working them glutes, bro. You know, <laughs> I which I, I will about say, getting one of those. Listen, <laughs> just to keep I, did, I actually working. did too. I did too. I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> I thought that would be a good so health fidgety. decision. Well, I'm fidget or fuck. I, I am too. Like, yeah. like, I think, oh well, I can do this. Okay, well. Cool, staying limber. Anyways, uh, the point being, um, oh, what the fuck was my point? That uh, I wanted to bring up an interesting point. You're upset about the word "girl," girl, yeah, I don't like that. comma, command. Go get you some. Girl, wash your face. Girl, girl stop get apologizing. You some. Sure. Now, you do it to someone else. I think I, she was I, trying to do it camaraderie. She she, she wants to be asshole. your friend. She wants to be your friend. It didn't like, work. Okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, as somebody who Knows a wide range of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl, you better go do that. Girl, you better go talk to that boy. Like that is a thing I hear a lot, and it's again, I think it's a camaraderie thing where it's like, "Oh, it's my friend, girl. If he likes you, go." Sorry. Yeah, but that's okay. I hear that a lot. Yeah, but I can say that to Ren. Some random bitch saying it to us is a very different thing. But the thing. woman that titled her book that isn't trying to be disrespectful. She just wants you to feel but like... she is placing herself as an expert telling you what to do. Sure. It's a whole book But she doesn't advice. want you to view her as an expert. She wants you to view this as fr- as advice. Come, It's marketing. That's what it is. It's marketing. But... Sure. I also find it interesting, and this is why I bring this up. You would never, ever see... One of these dudes write a book called "Dude, Boy, Mama. Go Get You Some." Yeah, I think that's an interesting yeah. dynamic. Is we are so wrapped up in the toxic masculinity of being a man from like early age, right? Mm-hmm. Like where it's just like, "Well, when are you gonna be a man? You're a boy now. When are you gonna be a man?" Whereas women, you're girls until the day you die. That's interesting. Yeah, but. To each other, also. Yeah, but right, I like that's it. it's a term of endearment, not. Yeah, like again, people say, "Wait, hey, girl." Right, all the but time. for yeah. us, it's dude, homie, but bro. It sounds dumb to me when you just said that just now. I mean, I don't say it, but it gets said at work all the time. Now sure. That I, now that you, I, you I'm not it up. speaking about you two specifically, and I don't know why I have to keep <laughs> saying that <laughs> no, and but clarifying. No, you're right, though. It just gets said to me at my office all sure. the time. Hey, girl. Sure. Hey, girl, you look good today, girl. Yeah. Like, I Again, right. I hear it. It's not that I, I'm saying yeah. it. And I, I have to catch myself and be like, yeah, I'm dating this new girl. I mean, she's a woman because fucking so. 40, it'd be weird if I was dating a girl. But I just thought that was an interesting You're thing. You're right. I derailed us uh, again for <laughs> positivity. But my point with I did make an interesting point. You're welcome. Moving you on. Thank you. But my, my actual point with that is that this is a big f- Thing in female leadership right now, like famous influency, saying girl, no, the toxic positivity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing the episode's about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my second point was, I think you know, it's like we were talking about, like me being uncomfortable with having negative emotions. I feel like 
nice girls are supposed to be okay and not wallow and stuff. Right. You're supposed to just like move on with shit. Well, like any, like, right. And I mean, yes. And then like Donnie, right. That was the same. Yeah. I think the same premise in which he was raised. But I do think I, I wouldn't have, I mean, I see it a hundred percent now that you've said that. Right. It wasn't the first thing you thought. at all. But I mean, it was as soon as I started reading this, it was, yeah, it's a hundred percent him, but I do agree. It's mostly women, I think. And it's a, a more girl. Like we're supposed to put a, my grandma say, put a, put a smile on your face and keep your big mouth shut. She yeah. did not say that in the way of, as a woman. Yeah. She said it in the times of, sometimes you need to just shut your fucking mouth. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. <laughs> so, there is a lens to view this through. Um, because we always want to be thoughtful and mindful of uh, racism and white supremacy and all of that bullshit. Um, and so, I did find a blog by this woman named Megan Lamb, and here's what she had to say about it. When toxic positivity rears its ugly head amidst national tragedies, injustices against communities of color and black and brown people that are killed for existing, all it's doing in that sense is propping up white supremacy and racism. When you're making excuses or telling people to look on the bright side or whatever the fuck when people are being murdered at the hands of police, you're propping up a systemically racist system. That's all you're doing. Um, yeah. it's, I'm not saying that you have to be sucked into the 24-hour news cycle and constantly be consuming the news and whatever else. You can't shut yourself off from it completely either. There has to be a balance because black and brown people don't get to turn it off for the weekend. They don't go home and say, I'm not going to worry about being black now. That's not how it works. Yeah. You need to be able to stand up and be an ally. That means being uncomfortable. If you're cutting yourself off from the news, then you're not uncomfortable. Your silence makes you complicit in the marginalization of people of color. Feminism is about equality. If we're talking about what you can do, we have to realize that if you identify as a feminist, then that means that you are for equality, not just between men and women, but for everyone. Feminism is not just about men and women. Feminism is about universal equality. Boom. And I think, you know, especially, you know. Well, we definitely, I'm sure, white women who think they're progressive or woke or not racist, this is exactly the time when they're like, I'm just going to throw all my love and support around my my friends who are suffering and everything will be fine. Jesus will fix it. And it's like. Well, he has not yet. Um, yeah, where <laughs> the fuck was he when George Floyd was getting kneeled on? I right. just, you he know, like, yeah. where was he when our friends were getting arrested and drug out of county commission? You know, those kind of things. And so saying that, was your mic off? Okay, so. Cool. Sorry um, if you just heard Mitch go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is, we're, mini- you know, it's because God help, we talk about something that makes us uncomfortable. Right. And it is, it goes back to, and I think this is, it goes back to, all toxic positivity is, is being uncomfortable. People are uncomfortable with how they feel, with how you feel, how their relations to you feeling the way you feel, all of it. And so they're like, forget it. I'm uncomfortable. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be happy. One of my biggest pet peeves of working in a corporate environment is the expectation of toxic positivity. Oh, we're a team. We don't tell we don't say no. We say, well, let's see what our options are. You know, we, we never just say no. We, we always want to, we don't want to offer 
problems. We want to offer solutions. We're a and team. We're a family. We're a, ta- we're a well, family. That's, that's literally and, the toxic positivity and, and I, I live in. I will say, like, I am... I love the company I work for. I am very, you did. You very. Told us how much you loved being at your place just earlier this morning. Right, but now I'm telling the people listening. So, <laughs> so just making sure that, that they, they understand, uh, especially if I, it's anybody I work with. But I like I, I am very blessed to work for a corporation, a company that is unlike a lot of the ones now. Right, like I work for a very forward thinking. Uh, that believes in a healthy work-life balance. But at the same time, it's like, no, why are we just, why are we patronizing everyone? Because now we're all just patronizing each other and it's a vicious cycle that we can't get out of. And we say that we want to do this, but we can't because we got to offer a solution instead of a problem. But we need to acknowledge the problem. Like without acknowledging the problem, we can't find a solution. Especially within a quote team, you need to be able to sure. be honest with each other. I heard a phrase in a conference I went to, and it has stuck with me since. No, no, no! I love this. Oh, okay. And I like I have because yeah, it could have gone. I keep way. using it, and I keep saying, "Okay, this is what this meeting is for." Intellectual discourse. We're not getting here. We're we're not getting anywhere just by being like, yeah, well, we got it done. Congratulations! What a great job, team. We we had some issues and we buckled down, and uh, everybody got it done. What's the next project? It's no. We need some arguments. We need yeah. people to have some discussions. Dissent. Yeah, like d- there needs to be somebody dissenting and saying, "I like that idea, but, but. it could be better." Sure. Or. That's a terrible idea. That has to happen, or we're just putting out bullshit. Right. And if you're not like, well, you're complacent. If, it becomes complacent. Correct. And that's what happens with toxic positivity as well. I, you know, it's what it is. What it is. Right. Everything happens for a reason. So then you have taken yourself out of having any control over your life or the scenarios in which it matters, and that includes being positive or addressing the situation. So with with this toxic positivity, it's like, man, can you believe they're going to do this again? I can't do this. Well, you know, I mean, it's just uh, they must know what they're doing. And it's like, no, nope. we're, we're all fucked. Like, we're, <laughs> you're trying to be happy about something that you're going to spend four weeks working on and they're going to throw in the toilet because yeah. it doesn't. So it's... Like you said, I mean, it's you're ignoring the glaring adversity facing yourself, but also minimizing it for other people. Well, yeah, I think with when you're imposing this on other people, it is at best meaningless, at worst shaming and destructive. I agree. I I, I really agree, and I think that. Part of the reason this country has become so divided is because we have taken those face to face. Like when we're with people, it's like I most of the people I know that are Republicans, man, we get along so well. Like it weren't talk and it's like man, what a good guy. It's a good fella. I go to their Twitter and I lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, this person said what? Well, like you, what what happens when like they have to know I'm a liberal like they have right. to know this and yet everything was fine at work 
you know, right. because we've we've taken out that discourse and that we've just glazed over all personal interactions with toxic positivity. So we moved all that negativity to the internet, well, to where we can do that in our own time yeah. and spend our own time being enraged. The other part of this is that this toxic positivity on the internet is bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. It's these people that. I'm telling you what to do because I'm getting $100,000 per video. My life is fucking great. I have writers. I have people filming this, and I'm not editing it myself. I'm just telling you what's written on this card that somebody wrote for me and going about my life. Like That's what's so fucked up about it. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think your shame element, you know, I hadn't really thought about that, and it's, I mean... That definitely exists too. That's in yeah, there, right? for sure. And so, and it's some of it is your shame of not. Why are you always you know, so negative? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not Shaming negative. It, not in owning it, like all of it, like yourself, your all, you know. How you're feeling is wrong, and you need to move on, right? So that we can all you need be, to be different. Yeah. Whatever it is you're feeling isn't okay, and here's how you should be. So I guess to put a little button on it. However, this you're feeling be fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> However you're feeling is okay. It's okay to be okay. Unless you're negative. It's okay to not be okay. No, that's okay too. I mean, as, as long as you smile more. As long more. as you smile more. And don't, and don't make me uncomfortable. Don't don't express it in a shrill tone. Right. All right, listen. <laughs> to be honest, it's been a long day of recording with these monsters. <laughs> we got to wrap this shit up. Every day. <laughs> like, it's been a long ass day. Um, but no, really. You know, feel it. Do it, live it, leave everybody the fuck alone in theirs, and you know. And it's also, how about if somebody doesn't ask you for your opinion, don't give it to them. Yeah. Katrina, did you want to follow that with just do it? <laughs> like I didn't know <laughs> you were just going through a list well, of no, it's like slogans. If, if Rin doesn't tell me like she wants me to help her with her sadness, I'm not gonna fucking try to fix it. Sure. Like if she wants to be sad, then I'll be like, "Is there something I can do?" And she'll say no, and I'll be like, "Okay, cool, go somewhere else." Be fucking bitch. sad, <laughs> right? Like yeah. if there's. I'm not going to tell her, no, but you should not be sad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, don't cry. Just, you just be. Gotta, people right. have to process their and stuff. let them be. Leave them yes. the fuck alone. <laughs> so, okay. All right. And to work through your sadness, please feel free to find us on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. And uh, subscribe. On Instagram. Yes. And subscribe and rate and review. Mike. And everywhere podcasts can now, be found. Now, I will say, only be positive if you're going to rate and review. Don't be a bot. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go ahead and have only toxic positivity <laughs> on all reviews. So, see your way out if you don't have anything nice to say. <laughs> so, remember, it's okay to not be okay. And remember that feminism is not a bad word. Exactly.